Join me as we listen to Jesus' story as told by Matthew. May these few minutes spent listening today draw us closer to Jesus, and may our lives also testify to His power and grace. Welcome to our Lenten podcast at First Lutheran Church. My name is Nathan Roberts, and I'm the Director of Community Engagement here. Today we're going to be taking a deeper look at Matthew 7. Matthew 7, starting with verse 1. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, that measure will be measured back to you. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, hey, let me take that speck out of your eye? while the log is still in your own eye. You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Profaning the holy. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample the pearls underfoot, and then turn and maul you. Ask, search, and knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. For everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give them a stone? Or if your child asks for a fish, are you going to give them a snake? If then you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The golden rule. In everything do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets. The narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. A tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns, or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus... You will know people by their fruits. Concerning self-deception. Now, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoer. Hears and doers. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on a rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. 
Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teachings, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. The word of the Lord. Now, this is a collection of sayings of Jesus from a sermon Jesus is giving. And it's kind of disjointed. And it reminds me of the sayings that people have on posters or framed pictures in their kitchen. It's all about context. Live, laugh, love. It's a great saying in a living room. It's not such a great saying in an emergency room. There's a poster that says, life is short, lick the bowl. It's great in the kitchen. If you put it over your toilet, it has a really different message. The key to this is about discerning when a statement, when a aphorism, when a truism is the right time and place. So these sayings, while they all have value, I think in the wrong context, they can be very hurtful. For example, do not throw what is holy to dogs and do not throw your pearls before swine or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. Now, what I think Jesus is saying is that when you have something precious, don't give it to someone who isn't going to understand or receive the preciousness, right? So if you have a precious pearl necklace or a pearl watch or something, and you're like, oh, I love my pearl necklace so much. And then you give it to your dog and you're like, here, why don't you wear my pearl necklace? Well, don't be surprised if at the end of the day, you're really frustrated with the outcome. Now, the same goes for our personhood, right? Our secrets, our um, most treasured uh, passions. Have you ever made an art piece or a song or a poem or um, a quilt and you showed it to someone who doesn't have the capacity to appreciate the work that you put into it? And they kind of just like, oh, yes, yeah, whatever, Right? You're giving your pearls and you're putting it before someone who doesn't have the capacity to appreciate what it is that you've done and you're going to get hurt and they're going to maul you and your spirit, right? Whereas if you were to show it to someone who has an appreciation for the quilt, right? For example, at the end of the year, we give quilts to our seniors here at First Lutheran. And the seniors spend all year waiting and thinking about this quilt that someone at church has made, and they're going to bring that with them into the next chapter of their life, right? But if you were to take that same quilt and hand it to a random high schooler on a random day and said, here's a quilt, I doubt that high schooler would appreciate it. They don't know the people who, who made it. There's no expectation that they were expecting one. They don't know the tradition, right? And so there's a sense in which within the right context, you can use these sayings very effectively. 
we had the words build your house on a rock for my and my wife's wedding. That was our text for our wedding, build a house on a rock instead of building it on a sand because it was about how we wanted there to be a firm foundation in our marriage so that when the storms of life came, we wouldn't get knocked over. But if I came to Turkey or Syria this week where there was a massive earthquake, I don't think this would be an effective text to preach on. To say, hey, if you had built your house on a rock, then when the storm or an earthquake came, you, it wouldn't have got knocked over. Suddenly, what becomes a joyous celebration of family and a wedding becomes a very hurtful, dis, traumatizing thing to say to someone who's just experienced an earthquake. And what I'm saying is, I think this is true of so much of the Bible. If we're not willing to look at the context if we're not looking, not just the context in the Bible, but the context of our lives and say, how are we going to use the Holy Spirit within us, our intuition, our minds, our experience, to think about what is the right way to handle this? How can we bring our faith and our values and Bible stories and scientific research and all things and put it in the right context so it's a blessing to people instead of... Um, what we so often see is people picking out a particular verse and using it as a weapon to cut down other people. To say, if you had faith, then there wouldn't have been an earthquake. If you had faith, then you would have gotten healed. If you had faith, if you asked, searched, and knocked, then the door would have been opened to you and your friend would not have experienced a tragedy. Right, and that is why I think it's so essential that the golden rule is at the center of these statements because it's almost as if Jesus is reminding us as he's saying these things, in everything do unto others as you would have them do unto you. No matter what of these sayings you're going to repeat or use in your life, remember to first ask yourself, would I appreciate if this was said to me? And if you have an inkling that you would not appreciate it, then I think you should make like the pearl owner and keep the pearls in your pocket and not bring them out because they're going to be hurtful. People are going to get hurt because these pearls of wisdom are something special, but it must be in the right context. And if we ignore the context, if we ignore our intuitions, if we ignore um, the look on someone's face, whether they're ready to hear something, it's the right time. And I know it's a lot of work, but it is the important work of making sure that we're building each other up, following the golden rule, and not just coming with a slash and burn theology that can do a lot of damage. Let us pray. God, we pray for discernment. We pray for insight. We pray for bravery. We pray for patience. That all the wisdom and truth and advice that we want to hand out to those we love, that we hand it out when it is asked for, when it is helpful, when it is encouraging. And when it is not, we have the insight and patience to just sit and listen
and wait for that right time. Amen.